As BYU basketball prepares for the start of conference play, what challenges face the Cougars in the WCC? Plus, super freshman Zach Selyus joins us live in Studio B. We're jamming with Juddy as women's basketball coach Jeff Juckins stops by for his weekly visit. And we'll play Big Deal, No Deal. Gather around the TV or the radio. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jason Shepard and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Tuesday, December 29th, 2015. Wherever and however you're dialed in, Great to have you with us. I'm Jason Shepard, teamed up with the man who lives for snow days, Brian Logan. Yes, I hate the snow. No, I love the snow. (laughs) Can I tell you, I'm grateful to be here today for many reasons. Number one, (laughs) because I get to be with you, which is, you know, that's that's special in and unto of itself. Teardrop. (laughs) But I have to drive down from, I live up in Salt Lake. And Ooh. I didn't realize that we were going to have snow. And there really isn't a ton of snow out there. Yeah. But at the point of the mountain, for some reason, it was like a sheet of ice. Were you slipping and sliding I, everywhere? And and I was just going normal traveling speeds, going the speed limit. What's your normal? Everybody's normal traveling speed I was going is different. The, I was going the speed so limit. So you're going 70? We don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it was one I had to I had to put on my brakes and I did not know that the, the ground didn't look icy, no, icy and I had to put on my brakes and the brakes weren't working the car wasn't slowing down so luckily I had enough uh, space but so if you're out there just because the roads don't necessarily look bad that doesn't mean that they aren't so just no, be careful no. out there if you I mean you got to follow the speed limit they put that for a reason Jason if you follow this, if you sp- follow the speed limit, you should be fine. And then what is it with 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 uh, conditions? Certain conditions, you should go like fifteen or twenty. Yeah, it's like below. it's like ten to fifteen miles. That's, that's what it is. You know, lower it's than lower, the speed right? limit. Yeah. But the good thing is, you know, I, I made it here safely on time, actually. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm a very prompt person to begin with. Yeah. So the fact it wasn't that maybe my car would have wrecked; it was that I was potentially going to be late, You're which would have been a bigger <laughs> deal to me than my car being you, wrecked. You still beat me. I live in Orem. I live ten uh, minutes away. I timed it. actually like nine minutes away. I, I timed it for the first time this morning. So. Yeah, kudos to you, man. You got angels looking out for you. Thank you very much. So if you're out driving around again, if you're if you're you know locally here in in Provo, Salt Lake, in that area, you know the weather's, the, weather's not awful, but it's bad enough that uh, that it could cause some problems if you're not paying attention. Let's get to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As Big Twelve expansion rumors continue to fly, Pete Thamel from Sports Illustrated wrote a piece on Sunday that BYU and Cincinnati appear to be the front runners if expansion happened today. Now expansion. Could be necessary if the Big 12 doesn't receive approval on January 15th for a championship game with its current 10 team league. January 15th, I, I had that marked on my calendar. A lot for of Cougar the, fans are going to be paying attention day. to that day. That's right. 19 BYU football players were named to Phil Steely's 2015 postseason all independent team. So congrats to those 19 players. It's not that hard because there's only a couple independent <laughs> teams, but still, to get some recognition, good job. Yeah, not surprising. Some of those names 
you know, Tanner Mangum, Bronson Kafusi, yeah. Tijan Caromo. Those are some of the guys on, on that, so congratulations to them. According to a recently published SB Nation article, BYU football has signed five of the top ten high school recruits nice. in the state of Utah. So of, of the local recruits, BYU has half of them already. Nice, nice. Hey, recruiting, getting it done. Uh, the coaching picture at BYU continues to get clearer, but several key positions are still available. Those positions include linebackers, wide receivers, special teams, and the secondary, among others. So hopefully that can get cleared up a little bit uh, faster than we would we we hope. Uh, so more recruits, especially in-state recruits, will commit and sign on. Yeah, there there's still a couple of uh, you know spots to be filled, but you know you know that you know Coach Satake's working hard. To, yep. to try and fill those spots. So, you know, you, you've got to imagine that it would probably be sooner rather than later. All right, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A new season is upon us. You know, we were promised as we made that commitment to play that uh, they'd take care of us, you know, in a league schedule. And they did a really good job. They gave us six of our first eight conference games on the road. So they took care of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, basketball head coach Dave Rose commenting on the fact that uh, that the Cougars are getting taken care of all right. Uh, they begin WCC play on Thursday. It's the WCC opener on the road at St. Mary's. And as Coach Rose mentioned, BYU will be playing six out of its first eight West Coast Conference games on the road. Now, why is that significant? Mm. Well, for a couple of different reasons. That's a long time to be away from home, from home games consistently. But the other reason Especially is... Especially if you're married and you have kids. <laughs> and and schoolwork and all the other stuff that, you know, that goes into it. Mm, yep. That's <laughs> that it. Yeah, yeah, school, that should be uh-huh. probably towards the top uh-huh. of the priority list. Uh, BYU is also 0-3 in true road games this season. Yeah, that's a, and that's the scary part. When, when you look at non-conference and, and kind of just the overall thoughts uh you know the, the, the team I felt was uh a little inconsistent right I, I would say there is some highs and some lows kind of reminded me like a like a like a roller coaster ride um sometimes they play good sometimes they play bad uh there was times where uh the team got off to slow starts um so that's a little bit concerning uh but I, I think the biggest thing out of out of all of that is really not having any true uh, road game wins because you have to in order to to win the conference and 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 win in just any sports you have to do it away from from home you got to figure out a way how you can come away with the W no matter what it is how you do it block out all that extra noise whatever the case is and so yeah I think that's probably the biggest takeaway from this non-conference uh, uh, season. Well, BYU, they are riding a, a two-game winning streak after losing the first game to Harvard in the, the tournament, the, the Diamond Head Classic in Hawaii. They had two wins, so, so they've kind of righted the ship, so to speak, a little bit. And, and even though it wasn't a true road game, that's still away from Provo. You get two wins. You know, the guys played well, especially Chase Fisher, and we'll get into that coming up in just a few minutes. But they are, you know, riding a two-game winning streak. Uh, but it, as you mentioned, the teams that go far – you know, most teams play well at home. Yeah. It, the teams that can win on the road, and not just 
went on the road sometimes, went on the road consistently, those are the teams that kind of set themselves apart from some of the other teams. And the, the, the teams we're talking about right now as you begin conference play, you know, right now BYU is looking at Gonzaga, who, by the way, is 10-3, and three, mm-hmm. only one game better than BYU in the non-conference. Their losses uh, are to ranked teams, Texas A&M and Arizona. They also lost to UCLA. And then maybe the surprising team so far in the WCC is St. Mary's. Now, preseason-wise, they were picked fourth uh, in the media poll. Gonzaga was picked first in the conference, BYU second, Pepperdine third, St. Mary's was picked fourth. St. Mary's right now is 11-1. Their only loss is to Cal, and both Gonzaga and St. Mary's have already played two conference games, and they're both 2-0. So those are the teams right now that BYU is, is kind of chasing as they now jump in to conference play on Thursday. Yeah, and, and I mean, the great thing is is that I, I think those are the, the teams that are uh, who's, who's on the radar, on the list, right? But, but the great thing is is that this is a, a fresh start, so to speak, right? You had those ups and downs, the roller coaster rides, but like you said, Jason, this BYU basketball team has, has got some momentum coming in, and it's a new season. We talked to Coach J.J. last week. Uh, and he said, hey, this is how we dissect an entire season. You have non-conference, then you go into conference, and then you go into to postseason. Uh, and so it's, it's not like football, man, where it's every week is a different week. You got to, you know, throw, throw uh, the previous week away, learn from it. This is fun because you can go and have some ups and downs, some issues, but you have a chance to fix it. And then once you go into conference – you, ha- you still have another opportunity, if you do have an opportunity, to fix it one more time in order to accomplish the end goal, which obviously is getting to the big dance and, and national championship. Well, if you're, if you're somebody that follows the RPI, there will be opportunities in conference for BYU to make some headway, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Seven of the ten WCC basketball teams have an RPI of 140 or lower. <laughs> Let me say that again. <laughs> Go ahead. Seven Repeat. of the 10 WCC basketball teams currently have an RPI of 140 or lower. BYU is at 80. Gonzaga at 58. St. Mary's is at 42. So I, I think you can look at this a few different ways, right? Uh, you can say, well, BYU's had a, ro- a rocky start. Um, and so, you know, the conference may be down, which is great. Uh, the only way they can get in is if they win the conference and win the conference tournament. Or you can look at it the other way and say, you know what? You can't afford to lose to, to these lowering schools like you have in the past. You know, the LMUs of the world, uh, of the conference. You can't afford to do that. You have to bring it every single week because you're not going to get any help when you look at the RPIs and, we, and when you look at this stat. So, with all the, the ups and downs and, and the opportunity to fresh start, I think that this leads us to the, the Twitter question, uh, but it, it, it's an opportunity for somebody to step up. And, and the Twitter question today is, who is your why factor for BYU men's hoops heading into conference play? Who is the guy, Jason, that this team looks forward to uh, to step up and, and have the ability to compete uh, for a conference championship. Our first tweet coming in from at uh, Foe Young uh, says, has there ever been a more obvious answer in the Twitterverse than Chase Fisher? He solely determines BYU's fate. 
Yes. I have a feeling. That's my pick. I have a feeling you, you agree wholeheartedly with Fo Young. I, I choose Chase Fisher right now, averaging 17.4 points a game. And when you look at BYU, we've, we've said it this whole time. When he's on fire, the team's on fire. When he is down the dumps, the team seems like they're down the dumps. And so I think this is an opportunity for, for Chase to analyze what he's done in, in non-conference and say, you know what? Look at these stats. Look at these numbers. When, when I'm on point, the team is on point. We're, we're doing good. And the wins, B, uh, the BYU wins, Chase has uh, scored 21 points. And the losses, only nine points. His field goal percentage, 45.3%. In the wins, and the losses, 26.8%. When you look at the the, the, the three points, this is the three biggest points, drop off. This is, yeah, this is the one by far. Three point field goal percentage: forty one point five percent in the wins, and twelve twelve point five percent in the losses. Chase Fisher is my wife. We do it on countdown. He he's my wife. I say every single game. I, I completely. I mean, I totally agree with everything you're saying, but I'm not going with Chase Fisher. I completely agree that he is that barometer player. But I think heading into conference, the why factor for me is going to be Kyle Davis. Okay. For me, one of the things that BYU has not had since Brandon Davies left is an offensive post player. A guy that can score down low. But yet they've faced teams that have that, whether it's Gonzaga St. Mary's, who had Brad Waldo. Thank goodness he's graduated and is moving on, although it hasn't hurt them. As I mentioned, they're 11-1 right, right now. But, you know, they've all had post players that could cause damage offensively. And so defensively, you had, to, you had to pay a lot of attention. I think Kyle Davis gives BYU that so that the opposing defense has to pay a lot more attention. It can't just, they can't, you know, back away and, and guard the perimeter. They have to come in and... And guard him. They they have to know where he's at at all time. And right now, Kyle Davis is averaging heading into conference play. He's averaging thirteen and a half points. Your leading scorer heading into conference play is Chase Fisher at seventeen point four. Mm-hmm. Nick Emery is second at around fifteen points. Kyle Collinsworth, Mister Triple Double, is at fourteen. Then Davis is at thirteen and a half. And Zach Selius, who by the way is going to join us in studio in about fifteen minutes. He, as a, as a freshman, is fifth on the team in scoring heading into the conference play at 7.4. See, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm Coach Rose or, or the, the seniors, the, the leaders on this team, I'm saying, hey, everybody has to step up. Everybody. We, we can't just single one person out, right? And, and we are as fans and analysts because that's, that's what we do. That's our job. So we're saying if, if Chase steps up his game and, and everything and he's lights out, we're all peachy, then great. But at the same time, everybody has to step up. It's, it's conference from – I always make jokes about this, Jason, from the coaching staff to uh, the players to even to, to the trainers to the, to, the, to the ball boys to the, to the water boy. Everybody has to step it up. It's, it's conference play. And so when you look at those top leaders, if everybody can score maybe three, five more points, maybe you can start to make up for – uh, an off night of, of Chase Fisher. Who knows? But the whole point is, it's conference. It's a new season. It's a fresh start. Let's everybody step our game up. All right, our Twitter question one more time. Who is your why factor for BYU men's hoops heading into conference play? Let's get back to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. 
Uh, this guy knows a certain something uh, about uh, BYU basketball. This one in from 4-3-JT. You may know him as Jonathan Tavernari. Yep, he know. says, KD, you may have heard of him. KD is doing well, but we need another solid post presence, and I hope Corbin gets going. Ooh, that's one, so that's one for you. Yeah, so so that, that's one there. And this one in from hopeful BYU fan says, Celius with an exclamation point. says, BYU will need him to provide some additional spark, especially if Fisher is having an off night. That's the Twitter question. Who's your Y factor for BYU men's hoops? Women's basketball head coach Jeff Judkins will join us coming up next in studio for his weekly visit. We're jamming with Juddy next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. And don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. Women's basketball returns home on Thursday to host St. Mary's. Coverage on BYU TV and BYU Radio will begin at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Our Twitter question today, who is your why factor for BYU men's hoops heading into conference play? They'll be on the road Thursday night taking on St. Mary's. And this tweet coming in uh, from uh, Tasha Sabi, she says, sell yes. Mm, I like the little play on words there. She says, that kid's got loads of potential and he's doing a really good job of not playing like a freshman so far. So Tasha's going with Sellius, who, by the way, is going to join us in studio coming up in about 10 minutes. But joining us now in studio, and maybe we'll ask uh, Coach Judkins our Twitter question today. Women's basketball head coach Jeff Judkins jamming with Jetty as weekly uh, stop in to Studio B. How you doing, Jetty? It's nice to be here. That's for sure. So let's, let's ask you the Twitter question. For BYU basketball, as they begin conference play on Thursday, who do you think is the why factor? Well, I, I heard you kind of talking about when Fisher, when Fisher scores, um, that really the team plays a lot better. Yeah. And I think a lot of their offense is, is geared for him. And it's tough when he's not having a good day. Who can do it? And I think Celius has come in. And done a really nice job. I think he's coming in and giving him some outside presence. Uh, but I think I think the one in the conference, and you were talking about it, you've got to have a good balance. And I think they need to get inside presence. I think Dave Davis has done a really nice job of of trying to do that. But they're they need probably one more person that can score down low for him and get some easy baskets, especially when the jumper's not going in from the outside. And you know, uh, this conference is different. People don't realize that coaches are good. They know each other. They've played against each other for a number of years, and there's little things that they can put in to really kind of affect your team, and so you have to kind of make some adjustments. Coach, have have you been a part of, or maybe even while you were playing, had some struggles like Chase where you just had that inconsistency? What, what are some of the things that you have done as a coach or even as a player to help overcome that? Well, I, I, I try to tell players, like, I have – I kind of think I have one a little bit like Chase, and that's Mackenzie Morrison or Pulsifer now. And what I try to tell her, the jumper's not always going to go in, but you're more of an asset to this team than just your jump shot, your defense, your presence, your toughness, you're moving without the ball, you taking the shot that's open, not forcing it, those kind of things. And uh, I think that's what Fisher has to do. I think – if it's not filling it, he's still got to move hard. He's still got to do the things for his team. And by doing that, other people can really bounce back with, with their game. And, and you know, I think he's tried to do that. I think last year, two years ago, when he didn't shoot the ball well, it was like, 
oh, what's wrong with him? Now I think he's he's kind of done that, trying to defend better, get to the basket, create other things for other players, and I think that's what's important. Let's let's switch it up and ask um, about your team and who you think uh, is the why factor heading into conference play. Boy, uh, I probably would say it's 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 probably my point guard Kylie, and it's and it's probably my inside presence. I think you know Lexi and McKenzie and um, Kalani. They're they've been consistent. It's those other two that come in and really help our our starting five. Like the games that we've won, our five position has been very very good. They've they've done a good job, and we have to continue having them. We kind of do it by committee. Mm. I start off Jasmine, and Jasmine has, has really gotten so much better. And then Amanda comes in, and now i got Orton back, and Hanks is getting better. So those are probably our, our Y factors, those four, how they can perform you know, during this conference. How were the holidays for you? Were you able to enjoy the holidays, or, or did the loss at San Diego sour things a bit? Uh, it soured. You know, I, <laughs> I figured, I I figured I you would I don't sour. care what yeah. you say. You know, you think about it constantly, and you think, what could you have done? And, you know, finals and Christmas is a tough time for a basketball team. Yeah. People don't realize that. It's, it gets you out of rhythm sometimes. When you're not playing good, it's great. But when your team's playing well, it kind of gets you out of rhythm a little bit, and, and, and it affects it. How surprised were you with that result? Having having won six in a row, and now you did have 11, 11 days in between, but you had won six in a row. You guys were really playing well. How surprising was that outcome? San Diego's good. I mean, they're they're tough there. They're 11-1, and they had two players that really matched up with our two best players. Uh, they came out, and they shot the lights out. They came out and hit a lot of bat. We didn't make any stops. I mean – in the past, my teams can we can go three or four possessions stopping, and we we didn't do that. We had our chances. We had it down to five with about four minutes to go, and we missed some easy shots, and they came down and scored them. But uh, we'll get them back here. I guarantee you. Is, is there much that you can change uh, when it comes to to the final schedule and and, and the holidays? Uh, maybe be a little bit selfish and say you guys can't. Have any, t- any time <laughs> off. Bob Final. Humbug over here. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying we got to get the win, yeah. right, Coach? Yeah, I, I think what I'm going to do next year, we're not going to play before Christmas in conference next year. So I'm going to make sure I, I have a game before that, a game that I think that my team can come and play. I think that hurt us having the 11 days off. I maybe should have scheduled a game. Dave did it, which mm-hmm. was smart. You know, during the Christmas, we played this tournament. And I think it'll it'll help him. I see other schools that have that have done it. So that's probably what we'll yeah. try to do next year. Jeff Jedkins joining us in studio here on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, there was some good news in in the USD game, and that's the play of Lexi Rydalch. She became just the fifth player yeah. in BYU history to score two thousand career points. Is it getting hard to find ways to describe just how good she is and how well she's playing for you? Well, I, th- I think it proves it. I mean, five players in BYU history over 2,000 points. And um, I think Lexi, you know, it's going to be hard. When I lose Lexi, it's going to be h- how do you replace her? You can't replace a kid like that. She's probably, if she's not one of the top players to ever play at BYU, she's, her name's mentioned, that's for sure. And it's going to be tough, but you know I've got a little sister coming, and <laughs> I think Fuller is going to. I think you'll see Fuller come in her senior year and give us give us that offense that we need, and some other players will will really step up. The funny thing I didn't even know until Norma told me after the game that she that she scored that, and then 
And that's how Lexi was so focused in the game. She didn't even bring it up or, or anything. But uh, she's a big part of our team and really playing. I think she's playing her best basketball right now. Did you guys give her the game ball? We uh, haven't yet. I, I kind of want to maybe do it, uh, maybe a home game that, that, that you know, she, you can see right now she's, and I can see the thing there, There's she'll pass Thorny, yeah. and she might have a shot of, of passing McBride. Maybe even Hanson, if if we get to the go to the NCAA tournament and can go a long ways. Yeah, that always helps getting some getting some extra games in. Uh, so, coach, you guys have have played a lot of of road games this year. Um, you have six outs of your next eight here in Provo. Uh, how much of an advantage advantage is that having the, the these next few games um, here at home? I don't know if it's an advantage. Uh, or, dis- we're, or disadvantage because we're going to have to go to the end of the season yeah, and be yeah. six on the road. I wish it was more balanced. I wish that we we could get our conference where it's more balanced. The games, I've had a lot of coaches complain about it, and uh, but you know you just have to deal with it. You just have to. Move. I know we got a big weekend. Uh, if we can take care of business, we can be in a good position for our conference. Would, would you rather have it the other way around? Would you rather have um, away games first than home games? <laughs> I think right now for us, we've been on the road so much. I think I'd like to be home for a while. So you guys are like away with home. your family. Away. Yeah, I, I think I think this is good for us. We've been the November and party said we've been gone a lot. So this will be nice to get home and and really get some good balance. You've got St. Mary's coming in Thursday afternoon. Uh, it's a game that will uh, get underway at three o'clock Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Thoughts on the Gales? What, what do you see from them? Physical, execution, tough, rebound. Uh, they've got some uh, Australia players that are smart, crafty. Hopefully uh, Purcell will understand a little of that because she's from New Zealand. <laughs> um, but, you know, just we always have a slug. I mean, last year the two games were in overtime and we went on the last second shot in the tournament. So it's going to be a great game. You, you mentioned uh, Kalani Purcell. Did I see something that she was the, the New Zealand female athlete of the year or something I like that? I didn't see that, but uh, – I think she's, I think she's going to surprise a lot of people. And I mean, what a what a great player she is, and she's just getting better every game. You told me uh, a couple weeks ago that of of all the players you've coached, you think she's the best rebounder you've yeah. ever had. Yeah, she's she's the best rebounder out of her area that I've that I've coached, and that's including men and men and women. So, wow. you know, she's she's twelve rebounds a game, and you know, and and she just goes after it. So it's nice, it's nice to have that. Can you use her as a recruiting tool now and say, hey, can you go back I think and it's going to help us. I think it's going to help us with we, – we got another kid from next year from New Zealand. There's a young kid from New Zealand that has interest in our program because of Kilani. And, and there's a lot There's a lot of – I think when you get these foreign players and they, they perform well for you, you get, you get a lot of good looks from other people. All right, Jetty, are you as excited as everybody else to have Ty Detmer walking around campus again? <laughs> I think it's pretty nice. I'm pretty excited. I was a big fan of his, and I'm, what I've heard, and I don't know, he's. I heard he has a wonderful mind, understanding yeah. the game. You have to be to be the kind of player he was, and to play as long as he did. And I'm excited for the football pro. I, I mean, I think it's got, got some good changes, and got some people back that have been gone for a long time. And fun season. It'll be a fun season next year. What do you think that does for a a recruit? And maybe even more so for for the current players, um, you know, to to have a legend amongst their their presence and and to be getting the feedback and the coaching from them. Well, to have a Heisman Trophy winner 
walk in the home and said, hey, I got this at BYU, I think it's pretty, that's pretty impressive. And, I, you know, I think one thing about BYU sports is that when every team does well and, and, the, and everything's going great, it really helps everybody. It's not just that sport. It's like when the football team does well, it helps us in recruiting, and hopefully we help other people. And it just goes that way, and this is why it's Sports Nation. It's like everybody's all together, and let's, let's win, 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 and let's do the best that we can. And so it's exciting for the new changes. Women's basketball coach Jeff Jedkins joining us here on BYU Sports Nation. Jetty, great stuff as always. Appreciate the time. Good luck on Thursday. Thanks. It'll be a big game. Hope some people will show up. That's right. Our Twitter question today, who is your why factor for BYU men's hoops heading into conference play? Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. Uh, this one coming in from uh, Jarl Jacobson. It says, without a doubt, the why factor is Chase Fisher. Yes. If he's on. Everyone's, everyone's agreeing one. with you. It says, the team is tough to beat when Chase Fisher is on. Well, we're going to talk with one of Chase Fisher's teammates. That's freshman superstar Zach Selyus. He's proven to be a nice addition to the team. Just so happens he's going to join us in Studio B. Coming up next, this is BYU Sports Nation. I think it's like 2-2 two to two right now. But you got Coach JJ, so that's a good BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Men's basketball begins West Coast Conference play on Thursday at St. Mary's. You can listen to all the action at 11 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Wow, that's a late kind of a late start. I like those games, though, because everything, everything's done. I like them as somebody that is back home watching them. I, I don't know about those playing them or have to work that. Yeah, but I, being home and being able to kind of just lounge around late at night after all the kids are in bed kid, yeah, see, and be able to watch the game, that part I enjoy. That's what happens when you have 20 kids. You just, you know, you want you want your own time. 20 kids? As a player, you got, what? You I have, have four. It's, it's a lot different oh, than 20. My, my bad, man. I thought you had, like, five. No. Once close. you hit five, I just say 20. That's okay, that's fine. Bad. Just Round up. One more, then I'll say you have 20. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As Big 12 expansion rumors continue to fly, Pete Thamel from Sports Illustrated wrote on Sunday that BYU and Cincinnati appear to be the front runners if expansion happened today. Now, expansion could be necessary if the Big 12 doesn't receive approval on January 15th for a championship game with its current 10-team league. 19 BYU football players were named to the Phil Steele's 2015 postseason all-independent team. Guys like Tanner Mangum and LeBronson Kafusi. Uh, so congrats to them, uh, especially Bronson, trying to get a little bit more awards and accolades um, heading into the NFL. Yeah, Bronson's going to make himself a lot of money. There's no question about it. According to a recently published SB Nation article, BYU football assigned five of the top ten high school recruits in the state of Utah. Brian, it all comes down to recruiting. Yes, it does. Uh, the coaching pitcher at BYU continues to get clear. Uh, several uh, key positions are still open. Uh, linebackers, receivers, special teams, and the secondary. So hopefully the recruiting can continue once they get some more coaches in, especially like Ty Detmer. Yeah, no question about it. Our, speaking of questions, our Twitter question today, who is your why factor for BYU men's hoops heading into conference play? Cougar underscore Nate says Chase Fisher. So Chase. he agrees with you again. He says he has disappeared in games. That can happen in league play. Or that can't happen, excuse me, in league play. Just like three to two right now, I'm winning. I think. Hey, every, you know, Chase Fisher. We we've talked about him. He really is obviously important to what uh, happens to the BYU basketball team. And you know what? How about we ask our next guest our Twitter question today? And I'm going to go ahead and tell Zach Sellius, who's joining us live in Studio B. 
I'm going to allow, if you want, you can name yourself the why factor if you would like. So I'll ask <laughs> yeah. you the question, who is the why factor for this team to be successful heading in to conference play. Yeah, if you really think it's yourself, man, go ahead and go say it. it. Go, just just say that. it, man. You know, I would think you're lying if you don't say yourself. If you really <laughs> feel that way, even if you don't feel that way, <laughs> I would think you're lying. It's human nature to want to wanna pick yourself. So go ahead, man. Um, I guess it's me. There we go. Nice. There we go. <laughs> Love the confidence. <laughs> Love. All right, here's what I want to know. What was it like spending Christmas in Hawaii? Oh, it was the greatest. There's <laughs> so it didn't better. throw you off that it was palm trees and beach when it was Christmas Day? It was a little different, but it was better than the snow. Yeah, yeah, that's that I don't... So what was the best part of going to Hawaii? I mean, not, the basketball stuff we'll get to, but what, what was the best part about being in Hawaii? Going to the beach. Going to the beach and getting, getting some sun. And Did you guys have many opportunities to go? Because a lot of coaches, and I, and I can relate just playing in bowl games for football, uh, you know, coaches are like, yeah, this is a business trip, and you have some opportunity. So sometimes guys had to sneak out, won't say who. It was never me, of course. Of course But um, how, how did Coach Rose deal with that, with uh, your availability for you guys to go out and kind of explore? Well, we had time to practice. We had time to, for our games, and there was always time before and after that we had to on our own. So we made the most of it. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't a big wasn't a big deal. You guys had that time yeah. scheduled. That's good. Maybe Broncos should have did that. Less guys would have snuck out. <laughs> Which again was not you. You were not one. Oh, of no, no, not me. No, 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 of, no of course not. Those guys. So how how does the team view two and one? I, I know the loss to Harvard was disappointing, but you guys were able to bounce back with two nice wins. When you look at the overall tournament for you guys, how do you view that? Um, it was a good tournament. You know, on the road, we've been kind of struggling lately, and so it was kind of a good motivation and kind of a nice boost for us to go into conference play and able for us to go on the road and be able to play. Yeah, it was, I, th- I think something else that was good and, and maybe to help tack on the momentum, um, Nick Emery and his announcement uh, over the weekend uh, <laughs> with him being engaged. How, did, did, did he talk to you guys about that at all, or were you guys surprised as, as the rest of us? No, we knew. You know, I know Nick. He's like one of my best friends on the team right now. And so he's been trying to plan it for weeks, and he's been <laughs> a little nervous, but we've all been trying to help him. And He's been stressed. So how, how did those, some of those conversations go as far as, as, far as planning and, and you guys trying to, to give your opinion and your input? Well, I have no experience, so I'm not really <laughs> putting any input in. But a lot of the older guys are trying to help him out, and I'm just – Saying I'm here for you. So yeah, is, is, is there anybody on the team that would possibly be asked to maybe be the wedding singer at the reception? <laughs> if somebody was going to be asked, who do you think would step in as, as the wedding singer? I think Jake Toulson. Toulson? That's exactly who I thought. I thought if there's anybody, that that sounds like a job for Jake. Does Jake yeah. have a good voice? He does, surprisingly. He does. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is he one of those guys that just kind of just walks around everywhere and just sings just randomly? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that, that usually is a sign of a good voice when you just when you sing in, in front of everybody without any shame. Yeah. That's usually what happens. So what about the bachelor party, man? What, did you guys plan <laughs> that? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys plan that at all? What's going down? What's happening? We have nothing to do with that. Why not? You are you not you you're, you said you're his best friend. I would I would want my best friend. Jason, I'm not sure about you. I would want my best friend to plan my bachelor party for me. I haven't been told anything, so maybe you guys aren't as good as friends as you thought. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's uh let's focus on your game specifically. You were actually the subject of our stat of the day yesterday. 
And I'm assuming that you're aware of these percentages, but from the field in three, you are lighting it up right now. You're shooting 59.6 from the field and 62% from beyond the arc. How big does the rim look to you right now? <laughs> Looks normal. So, so what's, what, what's happening? Why have you been able to get on this, this streak right now where everything just seems to be falling for you? Um, honestly, I didn't even find out about the percentages until like a couple of days ago, and I had no idea. I was just shooting it, you know, and I guess it was going in. Are you surprised at the success that you're having so far, just being a, a newcomer, a freshman, you know, playing Division One basketball? Yeah. Um, well, I was coming in just trying to, you know, be able to be a contributor as much as I could be. And, you know, more and more games go on, and I feel like I'm getting more confident with everything. So I feel like I'm surprisingly I've been able to be better than what I was thought at first i have to imagine and you mentioned confidence there's obviously confidence in the fact that when you get the time that you're making the shots but there also has to be a pretty big confidence it has to be a pretty big confidence builder that the coaches are relying on you relying on you as much as they are yeah most definitely what was that conversation did did you anticipate having this much of a uh, of a role this early Uh, is this something that was talked about before the season started or is this just the way it's played out no Coach was just trying to find someone to fit into different spots. And so at the start of the season, you know, he was trying to see who could step up and who couldn't. And, you know, I just relied on what he taught to us during, like, plays and everything. And I just thought I could take the role and be able to do as much as I can and be able to help him. Was there anybody else on the team that helped you out, Uh, maybe some of the the, the seniors and some of the leaders that took you under their wing and – kind of showed you the ropes? Um, yeah, honestly, everyone, like Nate Austin, even he's always just on the court helping us. You know, doesn't matter if he's talking to Kyle Collinsworth or to me down as a freshman. You know, he's always helping everyone. And then there's Chase, who's always giving me confidence, always saying, like, next one's in, you know, all that. And Kyle just being the leader that he is and just helping everyone. Freshman guard Zach Sarley is joining us here on BYU Sports Nation at 9-4, and four, riding a two-game winning streak. What have the coaches been talking to you guys about in terms of you know, how prepared you are heading into to the St. Mary's game and starting WCC play? You know, we just you know, are just taking it day by day, you know, working on everything that we have in practice and everything, you know, just getting ready to start the conference off right and be able to gain our confidence early and be able to get going. What, what do you think the biggest thing that you have learned from non-conference play that will prepare you for uh, WCC play? Um, you know, there's a lot. You no, know, going out and playing on the road, like I said earlier, you know, there's a lot to do with that. You know, we need to have our road swagger going, be able to road have all swag. that. I like it. So do you guys, and we were talking about this earlier, that it really is kind of a fresh start for you guys. I mean, yeah, there were some ups and downs in non-conference, but do you guys view it that way, that this is kind of a clean slate moving forward? Yeah, most definitely. All right, Zach, great stuff, man. We appreciate the insight. Thanks for, for stopping by. And we need to have you sign our Stretch Y flag. Where's the pen? Oh, we've, got go. the, we've got the pen right over here. You can, you can choose either the black or the silver. Uh, but uh, we'll have you do that in the break. Thanks for stopping by, and, uh, and good luck coming up on, uh, on Thursday on the road at St. Mary's. Appreciate it. Thank you.
All right, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Coming up next, it's everyone's favorite game show, Big Deal, No Deal. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jason Shepard and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, you can always catch the rebroadcast weekday nights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. Women's Hoops is back in action on Thursday afternoon at the Marriott Center. The Cougars host St. Mary's at 3 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Twitter question today, as the BYU basketball team gets ready to begin WCC play Thursday night on the road at St. Mary's, we're asking you, who is your why factor for BYU men's hoops heading into conference play? Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. You know what time it is, my friend? What time is it? Everybody's favorite game show. It's time for Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. Big Deal No Deal is brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States. For over 65 years, Brady Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. All right, Big Deal No Deal, number one. Big Deal No Deal, BYU football coaching staff is still not solidified. Brian, I'll let you go first. I'm going to say this is a big deal, man, Um, and... The reason being, it, it's more for the the, the current players. Um, I, I think it's great for those players to know who is going to be my coach. You know, moving forward, I want to get to know them. Uh, you know, have that initial conversation, um, and then second, just re- with, with with recruiting, the recruits want to know the same thing. You know, usually, or, or I shouldn't say usually, but majority of the time. Um, uh, the coaches that are recruiting the kids, it's not their position coach, right? Um, but they still have that bond right. with with the person that the coach that came out, and so to 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 have a feeling of hey, the person that talked to my mom and talked to my dad and, and came to my high school and talked to my coach, they're no longer going to be there, man. I want to see who else is going to come in and, and if I can have that same type of bond or relationship. See, I, I understand what you're saying, but and I'm kind of surprised that I'm going this direction too, but I'm saying no deal. What? And the reason I'm saying no deal is because the hires that needed to be made for a lot of what you were talking about have been made. The, the big hires in terms of your head coach and your coordinators, those are done. Oh, man. So the other, the other stuff, you can still take your time. And I completely understand what you're saying that, you know, sometimes the position. I don't, group, I, I don't interact with the head coach. I, I interact with my position coach. But, Jason, but it was, are you tired? Do you need to eat a Snickers? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fine. So, I, again, I'm kind of surprised. The only reason it would be a big deal to me is I think we're all just really anxious to find out who it's going to be yeah. to fill out the roster. So I'm going to say no deal. All right, number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU lands a commitment from four-star D lineman, handsome Tanialu. You can go first, man. I, I think this is a big deal. It's Honestly, it's a huge deal. And I know that's not the name of the game, <laughs> but it's a huge deal liter- literally and figuratively. First of all, this is a very large man who mm-hmm. is going to do great things at BYU mm-hmm. coming from Snow College. But, it, but it's a big deal because it's a high-profile JC player who had offers from just about every big school you can think of and decided 
that BYU was the place for him. That yeah. speaks volumes about what Coach Satake and this program is building in a very short period of time. So I think it is a big deal I, for sure. I think it is as well, man. I think this this kind of backs up your your point from the previous uh, uh, question. Uh, because you you don't have to have a defensive line coach in place, uh, or, or the program didn't have to uh, to get Hanson on board. You know, it was it was Coach Take uh, that that called him up and said, "Hey, you know, I would still love for you to come. You know, let's let's do this thing." Um, and he said yes. So, but but I think what this does for other players, I think this is a, an interesting perspective that a lot of um, people, maybe even coaches, uh, don't really understand. As a recruit, I want to go to a team, obviously that's good, historic, all that stuff going to take me to the next level, but all that stuff can't be accomplished if, if the players that I have and my teammates aren't good either. And so if I can, if I'm a five-star or four-star kid and I see that, hey, BYU is starting to get more four-star guys, shoot, we're, we should be good, yeah. right? So this is another opportunity, I think, uh, for more recruits to come in and, and also for BYU to start solidifying themselves as, uh, I think, as a recruiting giant, uh, especially in the state of Utah. Hey, another reason it's a big deal, Handsome Tanielu is going to join BYU Sports Nation coming up tomorrow. Really looking forward to that. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU basketball plays six of its first eight WCC games on the road. This is, Brian, this one's yours. Big, this is, I think this is a big deal. This is a scary That's a deal. nervous big deal. This is a scary <laughs> deal. When you when you look at uh, their their their, I would say struggles on the road. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's it's scary, and especially when you look at the momentum that has come these last few games. Even though I would you can consider them, it's a way, but more more neutral, not a true road game. Um, but 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 still, I, I don't want that momentum to be taken away, and I, I think that potentially could happen um, with being on the road based off of uh, the, the the play in the past. Yeah, it's it's a big deal, and it's it's just one of those things that BYU still needs to prove consistently they can win on the road. And and we talked about the the RPI of a lot of the teams that they're going to face in the conference. BYU is going to be okay. BYU is a very good basketball team. Yes, there's been ups and downs, but there will be opportunities, and we've seen this year in and year out, where they get into the conference and they get on a winning streak. And I I don't see any reason why that couldn't happen and shouldn't happen again. It's a good basketball team that's just taken a little bit of time to kind of figure everything out. When they do, this is going to be a dangerous team in the WCC. All right, uh, last one, number four. Big deal, no deal. Star Wars The Force Awakens is the fastest movie to reach $1 billion. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a big deal, and, and they have my money, so I contributed to that $1 billion. By the way, they did that in 12 days. Yes, it's a big deal. Uh, you know what? I'm kind of torn, man, because I, it is a big deal. You've but seen I'm going right? to say, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it, I, and I've contributed as well. But I, I, I want to say it's no deal only because. I feel like that's this is what is expected of Star Wars. Maybe if it was another movie, I would say, "Whoa, that's a big deal." But it's Star Wars, man. It's Star- there, there's like two people that I I know in my life that haven't that haven't seen Star Wars, and Joe Sampson is one is is my cousin. He's one of them, and he's just weird. So, <laughs> there. I mean, everybody likes Star Star Wars. What's great about Star Wars? It brings everybody together. It brings the nerds, the jocks. Uh, the smart people, dumb people. I'm one of those dumb people. Uh, yeah. So yeah. It's just stereotyping everybody I, I today. Know, Can I we know, hear Chewbacca man. one so more Star time? Wars is. Very nice. <laughs>
Thank you very much. So that's Big Deal, No Deal, brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Coming up, we're going to get you caught up on all the latest BYU news in the Cougar Whip Around. Lots to get to. Football, basketball, both men's and women's. We'll also let you know what's coming up on the show tomorrow. It's all coming up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Sports Illustrated senior writer Pete Thamel says that if the Big 12 expanded today, that BYU and Cincinnati would be the favorites to be invited. BYU is also recruiting very well in the state of Utah. According to a recent SB Nation article, they currently have five commitments from five of the ten, uh, top ten in-state recruits. In other football news, we're still waiting to hear how Kalani Satake will finish rounding out his coaching staff. Now, the position coaches that are currently still unannounced are special teams coordinator, secondary coach, wide receivers, inside and outside linebackers, as well as defensive and offensive line coaches and the running backs coach and tight end. So there's still a lot out there that needs to be uh, shored up, but I think most people assume that will happen sooner rather than later. Men's basketball. The Cougars tip off conference play this Thursday night when they travel to St. Mary's to play the Gales. The game starts at 11 p.m. Eastern and will be broadcast on ESPNU. Women's basketball. The Cougars also start their conference play on Thursday. Actually, they, this will be their second game in conference after losing to San Diego this uh, about a week ago. They'll host St. Mary's at the Marriott Center at 3 p.m. Eastern time. You can catch that game right here on BYU TV as well as BYU Radio. Future guests on the show, John Beck and Handsome Tanuele. Tanielu. Tanielu. Dang it. I want, here's, I'm here's, like two for two right now, man. Gosh. It's one of those ones that you're just going to have to get to the point where you don't think about it. I, right. I want to ask Handsome about the name. I wonder if yeah. that's a given name or, or if that's a nickname. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help When You Need It Most. The Rise and Shout goes to the 19 BYU football players who were named to the Phil Steele postseason all-independent team. Don't forget our Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Who is your Y factor for BYU men's hoops heading into conference play? That's going to do it for us. The show is on demand.